Let us open the worship of the Lord this morning by turning to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. The previous two Lord's Days, we have opened with Matthew 21 and then Matthew 22, referring to two parables of the Lord Jesus Christ describing the Jews being unfaithful in the kingdom and gospel privileges that God offered them, and so he gave it to the Gentiles. And then he came and burned up their city and destroyed those wicked murderers for having crucified the Lord of glory. Stand with me, please, as we read the word of God. Let's show him some honor for the scriptures. I'm going to read to you Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 down through 13. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. And to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and said to them that followed, Verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self-same hour. Amen. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Praise God, my dear brethren, for Matthew chapter 8 in words like this about a Roman centurion occupying the land of Palestine for the Roman government. When you go back to find the call of Abraham to the land of Canaan, it's found first in the last few verses of Genesis chapter 11. Do you know what the first few verses of Genesis chapter 11 are about? About a tower. And not something as ridiculously small as the Twin Towers. The Tower of Babel. Because the whole earth was of one language and of one mindset. They were going to rebel against the God of heaven. And the beginning of their kingdom was in Babel, or Babylon, the land of the Chaldeans, the land between the Euphrates and Tigris rivers. And out of that land, God called a man named Abraham and called him to move 700 miles away into the land of Canaan. Into the land of Canaan he came. And Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and out of the whole earth's population, they were about 1%. And they, re, they stated about 1% of the earth's population. But God today is telling us by His Scriptures 
that we have been made part of that unique, special, privileged, blessed position of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to be part of the kingdom of God on earth. The rest of them were scattered abroad upon the face of the earth, and you can look out and cover the whole globe of our planet and see all the various religions and anti-God thinking and idols that they've made. But God has grafted us in with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, the friend of God. We're sitting down with him right now. If you don't understand that, then you haven't read Ephesians chapter 2 that says he hath made us to sit in heavenly places. Then you haven't read Hebrews 12 where it says, we are come unto the heavenly Zion, the spirits of just men made perfect. You haven't understood Matthew chapter 8 right here. This isn't talking just about heaven. This is talking about sitting down in the kingdom of heaven. And the words that the Lord Jesus Christ uttered here were fearless declaration of truth because for Jews to sit with Gentiles was an unheard of compromise of their religion. So much so that many years later, the Apostle Peter had to give an account in Acts chapter 11 as to why in the world he went and ate and fellowship with the Gentile family of Cornelius, another centurion. But notice what the Lord Jesus said. Many, in verse 11, many shall come from the east and west. We are from the west. And shall sit down, sit down for communion, for eating a meal with them, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. What a declaration that this foreign power, represented by this centurion of the Roman government, was an example of greater faith than he had found in Israel And he was just the tip of the iceberg of the many that were going to sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is your privilege today. And we are sitting with them today in spirit, in the kingdom, in God's kingdom on earth. Abraham being the great founder of the olive tree that's described in Romans chapter 11. I hope that you feel blessed. I hope that you know you're blessed. I hope that by faith you want to render fruits that are due the God that has chosen us and made us part of this family. He did not leave us in the babbling of tongues and babbling of religions scattered abroad upon the face of the earth, but He has brought us in with our father Abraham. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. And we're the seed of Abraham today. And the promises made to Abraham of a multitudinous seed are fulfilled in us. The promises made to Abraham of a land are fulfilled in heaven. The promises made to Abraham of his enemies being destroyed are fulfilled in Jesus Christ, the seed of Abraham, destroying sin, death, and hell. The promises to Abraham of all the nations of the earth being blessed are fulfilled in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, not because we send F-16s to Israel. Thank you, Lord, for making us part of your kingdom. I hope that you love these verses, and I hope today you want to be like this centurion that no one has faith like you have. Many have passed through our doors and have passed away, just like they did in Israel. Many, far more than sit here, many times more than sit here. They're disgusting, they're a stench. In God's nostrils and in mine. They're abominable. They're compromising, carnal, effeminate, world-loving, belly-worshipping Christians. Right. 
We do not want to be anything like that. At times it discourages me. But at other times it inflames me. Because I want to show a difference to the Lord that I'm going to be faithful. And everyone can forsake Him, but I don't want to forsake Him. And I want you to be saying those words with me, not me just saying them for myself. Let them all forsake Him. They forsook Him throughout the book of Judges. They forsook Him throughout the book of 1 Samuel. Wherever you read, Israel forsook Him. And they forsook Him here. They crucified the Lord of glory. Well, let's love the Lord of glory today. Let's give Him our best. Let's love each other. Let's love the singing. Let's love the Bible reading. Let's love the preaching. And let's rejoice that we're part of the kingdom of God founded in a certain respect that's pointed out in Romans 11 by Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. May the Lord bless His Word to us. And may we be resolved in our hearts and committed to continue in the faith once delivered to the saints. Continue in the hope of the gospel. Continue in the things that we have been taught that we might show ourselves to be disciples indeed. Because if you don't continue, you are not a disciple at all. Lord, help us to this end. We are nothing in ourselves and we have no strength, but your strength fill us with your strength. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, the Father and God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have brought us in to the kingdom of God on earth, to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and to gospel privileges preached to Abraham, preached to the generation in the wilderness. But they turned back in unbelief and were left to their idolatry for 40 years as their carcasses dropped in the wilderness. Our Father, we have seen carcasses. We see carcasses. We see that few have made the commitment and resolve of David's heart that one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. We thank Thee that we can read about a place called Bethel, the house of El, the house of God. And Heavenly Father, we're in Your house this day, and we pray that it is the one thing in our heart that pleases us most and that is the priority in our lives. And Heavenly Father, any idols in our hearts or stumbling blocks of iniquity that compete with it, Tear them out this day by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the Word of God. O Lord, have mercy upon us now. We are thankful for this centurion and that the Lord Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, though a Jew, with Jews standing all around him, would declare something that this centurion, this occupying soldier of the Roman Empire, this Gentile, this man who was distant from the commonwealth of Israel, had greater faith than he had heard in Israel. Oh Lord, and we're thankful that he declared that many would come from other parts of the world to sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. And we're thankful for that privilege this day. And Heavenly Father, as has been prayed by other men before me this day, we pray that everything that we do in this service will be according to your due order. And we pray that all that we do will be sanctified by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the grace of the Holy Spirit and made acceptable to Thee by Jesus Christ.
We pray the same for our brethren scattered abroad. We pray for every minister truly called by the Lord Jesus Christ, who this day in sincerity and in truth addresses your people, that you will make him great in your sight and their sight. We pray for our nation that you'll preserve it. We are thankful for it. We are thankful for our rulers and leaders and all the privileges that we enjoy under them. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. Forgive us our slothfulness. Restore unto us our lost brethren, if it be your will. And we will serve them, love them, and forgive them if you bring them to us. But until then, O Lord, we shall be faithful unto thee. Unto death we shall give thee our lives, for to live is Christ and to die is gain. Heavenly Father, do grant us in our spirits full conviction of faith by the power of the Holy Ghost and sanctify all that we now do. We're thankful to be in this house. We're thankful that we've been made partakers with the saints. We're thankful that you have grafted us in. Now, O Lord, let us continue in your goodness, lest you should cut us off as you have cut off so many Gentiles around us and before us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.